What has happened with that? What has happened? Something's happened. Oh, no, he's just not there. <laughs> he's just not there. Hello, sir. Oh, there he is. <laughs> How are you, mate? I'm fantastic. How are you? Uh, good. I just figured I'd do a I'd do an intro that goes really well with the dirty moustache that's on my face right now. He he is a professional radio dude, professional TV guy, <laughs> amateur Twitch guy, <laughs> very amateur Twitch guy. It's, it's not most, it's not commercial enough for him. <laughs> I am the most professional broadcaster you will ever come across in your entire life. But when it comes to Twitch, I am a shit show. I'm not gonna lie. Coming up after the break, secret sound. What is this noise? Win ten thousand dollars. Be the tenth caller. Look at that. Um, episode 001, Pete Corelli. What That's a it. what a genuine pleasure to be the to pop the the jibber jabber cherry, my friend. It, 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 it's a pleasure. Thank you. Someone need to pop it, and with that moustache, uh, it might as well be you. Who wants moustache? Right. <laughs> mm. Um. Do you like how? How optimistic I am! The fact that I've made it zero zero one. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're I'm going assuming we're gonna have a hundred of these. Yeah, I, I was gonna say you're going with three figures. You're um, you've been yeah. incredibly optimistic. I'd start. Yeah. I'd start with one. Uh, um, I should have started with one. Yeah, yeah, and just let's just see if you can double it. And yeah. Then if you double it, then let's just go from there. I yeah, mean, we could do that. We could do that. Yeah. I should actually probably record this too. So I'm going to locally record this so I can put it on wow. the YouTubes. Um, so I've done that. So we'll have to we'll, we'll have to cut the front from the VOD and then we'll at, at magic. We'll get it sorted. And and scene. There we go. That, that's where the cut will be. Oh, I've got to turn off the alert box. Where's the alert box? What's this what thing that's on, on me bloody um, on me Twitch? Oh, oh, that's what it is. Is that that's an ad break? Oh, you've got an ad break. I've got an ad break. I run ad breaks to get rid of some pre-rolls because on Twitch, like the pre-rolls, if I run 30-second ads every half hour, it gets rid of 10 minutes of pre-roll. Is that right? That is right. So now I've... So now... You are a man of your people. So there's an ad. There's 23 seconds of an ad left, and then I'll get a good 10 minutes of no pre-rolls. I'm really impressed. Um, Somebody said... So hi, can I just say hello to some people in chat? Is that okay? You won't get you won't get ads now because you've just been gifted. So oh, there you go. Who gifted me? Thank you, JB. Thank you, JB. Thank you. So Thank you, JB. Go go JB. for it. You, first, first okay. of all, first of all, before you chat to people in chat, who the hell are you for the for people that don't know you? We've got a lot of people in the UK and America, and Ooh. probably probably the eastern eastern seaboard that probably don't know too much about you. Um, so oh. why don't you tell us about everything? That, that is involved with you. <laughs> How disappointing my career has been that dry. That, <laughs> these people don't know about me. Um, so uh, thank you. I appreciate it. It's nice to be here. Hello uh, to everybody across across the oceans and across the other side of the country. So I'm in Western Australia, Perth, uh, born and bred, hail from Perth, and I'm a commercial FM broadcaster. So I'm currently on uh, the Hit Network. I'm on a station called Mix 94.5, and we're a breakfast show called The Pete, Matt and Kimber Show. And I've been with the Hit Network for about 20-odd years. And uh, if you're over in the East Coast, uh, for example, if you're in Sydney, I'm on your equivalent of Today FM. If you're in Victoria, I'm on your equivalent of Fox FM. And then, you know, the rest of the country, uh, you can figure that out. Um, and uh, about six years ago, I started a, a games podcast that you can actually see on the screen as we speak right now. God, it's nice having program. Jerd, man, you are amazing. You are absolutely amazing. I, I, I tend to produce the shit out of things. I try. 
It is. You do such a wonderful job. So you come produce our show. We need it. Um. So <laughs> done. Uh, that guy, that, those two guys that you can see there, that other dude is the the original co-host of the Game of Australia podcast. We've been through many iterations. We've slowly grown over time, and now we have a, a wonderful community of Game of Australia peeps. And this year we started working on an independent cloud games arcade uh, that is going to launch in a couple of months called Three Little Pixels, all to help indie developers get their content out there because Australia is amazing. Um, and that's that's the long and short of it, my friend. There you go. Um, we we met, we stumbled into, we've been chatting on Twitter and the socials, um, Elon Musk's favourite little network. I've uh, been chatting on the socials for, for a little bit and... Um, as with the industry, you sort of chat with people and you sort of become aware of people and then you sort of, you know, uh, gravitate towards people that you see that you sort of have same sort of shared interests with. Um, and funnily enough, we ran into each other in the indie section at mm. PAX because we mm-hmm. both love indie games. And I was checking out... I spent the first... I'd never been to PAX before and I spent the first... Pretty much the entire day, just like in the indie section and looking at the old school game section, I just was just completely. I just fell in love with all the stuff that we saw. I had so many pamphlets and stickers and and cards and everything from all those uh, wonderful uh, indie devs. It was it was people uh, from Australia, New Zealand. Um, it was a, a lovely uh, lady from uh, Malaysia who had Quizineer, which looked fantastic. Oh yeah. Um, so there was lots of indie games that were amazing and i for someone that streamed like 300 games on twitch in two and a half years nearly three years uh we love an indie game uh especially an aussie indie game as well so i like the fact that you're trying to bring light to that um trying to a lot of times i'll play a game and people will will have never heard of it or they'll go and look it up and they'll say why haven't i why haven't i heard of this game and then they'll you know might wishlist it uh, wishlisting games makes a big deal. Um, is a big deal to devs and stuff because it lets Steam know that people are interested in that game. So if there's an indie game that you like, wishlist it. Just wishlist it because it really helps the devs out. I can tell you why you, you, chances are you haven't heard it. That's because 11,000 games were released last year on Steam and 98% of them are by independent developers. Mm. Um, and and this is where sort of like um, my story comes into it and what it is that I'm trying to achieve. And, and that is the fact that um, I love the independent developer scene because the for me the the indie dev scene I, I resonate so heavily with them because um, because they're content people and you as a content person will understand this. It's a constant grind. It is a constant grind. It is constant sacrifice, and you're doing it for your art, your genuine passion, um, and that really resonated with me. And, and the reason why I came across it was because we did a one-on-one indie dev series, these one-on-one fireside chats. It was just a one-off series called Indie or Die. And we did it for Gamma Australia. And through that, I got a really great understanding of some incredible indie dev studios across Australia, across the Dutch to New Zealand, uh, some overseas as well. And, um, and just pretty much heard amazing stories. And these were quite successful studios, but heard the same thing throughout the entire thing there was one consistent line through that and that was if you're getting into indie games development um prepare to head down ass up i'm prepared to be looking over the cliff and over your back the entire time because it is a it's a bloody tough industry it's incredibly heavily saturated um the wish listing that you mentioned there before mate uh, to to actually get deep enough into um steam's algorithm to have it 
start pushing you to people who it thinks should be playing your game, you got to be averaging a wish list of about 10,000. Like, wow. you know, and that's, that's bloody hard. Like the average mm. independent developer, their game gets bought 300 times. Like that's, those are the sort of numbers that we're talking here. So support your indie devs. Um, but yeah, three little pixels is, is all about that. It's, it's a curated playlist. We've got a few studios already committed to the platform um, and the whole point of it is, uh, is that we're, we're going to make a really great area where you can come and you can play Australian content and we're going to find Australian studios and we're going to help take them to the world to try and beat that heavy saturation in, in the industry and to try to help them make a career out of what it is that they want to do, which is, which is you know, bring their art to the world, basically. Um, I will show you, I'll, I will tell you about the, the game, the indie game that I fell in love with this year, that Jerdville will immediately know which game I'm going to talk about. Uh, but I'll show you, I'll sh- uh, Dinkum. Oh, man. Oh, hey, Dinkum. 310 hours in Dinkum, streamed every single hour. Here we go. Let's look at this little promo video. Here we go. All right, there you go. So that is that is three uh, little pixels. Now, um, exclamation pixels in chat. That'll link you to. There's a timer in chat too. That'll link you to the website where you can sign up and log in. Go do that. Uh, we love our indie games. That'll link you to the Discord as well, and that'll link you to their Twitter, which is currently on the screen just down here. Three little pixels. Um, that is three. The the num the word three, not three. The letter three. So yeah, three. unfortunately, the number three was taken already. Um, I, di- I did when I was trying to find the link. I'm like, why is it not popping up? And I'm like, oh, okay, there you go. Um, yes, yeah, so yeah. that'll link you to all that. Yep. So um, we do have a we do have a registration portal uh, which you can go to as well, which is registered at three little um, But my recommendation is go to the Discord. That's where we're uh, conversing with everybody. And what we're looking for right now, uh, we, we're looking for great indie studios, which is great. And I'm having wonderful conversations with indie studios across the country and, and across to New Zealand. But we're looking for players to participate in our private beta sessions uh, in the next couple of weeks and in the coming months. Um, and these are the players that are going to get a little extra. Um, we have an intermediary currency on our platform. It's not cryptocurrency. It's, it's not NFTs. It's none of that stuff it's just basically- I, I, heard, I heard ftx is pretty good i'm going to get in some ftx i heard that's on the rise yes don't you dare bring the devil in here <laughs> don't you bring the devil in here ftx uh, bang it's bad when you've got a stadium sponsored by a cryptocurrency and then oh, the cryptocurrency oh. goes belly up and the stadium's like well i guess we'll call it something else it makes me sick it makes me absolutely sick what has happened yeah. there um, because it yeah. involves a, a lot of people who I reckon over the last couple of years, and I, I love the fact we can discuss this because this is a podcast. This is, you know, this is what's so great about doing a podcast. But the last couple of years, there's been a lot of um, uh, what they call retail investors, you know, Papa yeah. Mama types who have downloaded these crazy gamified retail investing apps on their phones and they've mm-hmm. thrown their money into it and they've thrown their money into crypto and yada, yada, yada. And, uh, you know, the underlying technology of Web3 can't wait for that to be fully developed. It's going to be amazing. But um, what's happening with uh, crypto and people, you know, like and 
industry you know, companies like FTX and such it sucks because people are losing their money and, and that's really sad. Um, yeah. But um, just you just going back to so the the whole point is you come on as a player you come onto the platform you you load your cash and your account with um, pixel points you get pixel points in return. Uh, everybody who is diving in for the private early beta sessions that we're going to be launching very soon, you're going to be getting a whole heap of extra pixel points and there will be no money down for the private beta sessions either. The whole point of this is for us to learn from you as to what's going to make this platform great. And our first uh, port of call is, can we serve you great games? Can you get on there? Can you stream them? Can you play them? Does it work well? Uh, Can you get off there? Can you come back and resume a game and, and then come back afterwards and so on and so forth. And um, just trying to get that right first is our most important priority and provide a really great games experience and play experience. And um, yeah, you would have also seen uh, in that in that hot little video, pay for play, which uh, also, also I can tell you that all of the games that you saw in that video are all games that are committed to the platform. They're all studios that are coming to Three Little Pixels. Um, but you would have seen pay for play. Now we're working on a very interesting, very cool, very unique piece of technology that will allow you as a player to pay the game off as you're playing it. Right. So what that means is if you don't have a whole heap of spare cash lying around because you just bought call of duty, but you do want to play a few other indie games and stuff, you load your pixel points, you load your account, and then you can play games, you can play 10%, 20%, 30% of a game, then you, you switch off for a moment. All you get charged for is the amount of that game that you've played. So okay. that's the whole point. The whole point is being able to make sure that people have access in a fair way, in a fair transaction, so indie devs get paid for the art that they're creating, um, but to help people actually spread their load a little bit and go, I'm going to try a little bit of this, and I'm going to try a little bit of that, I'm going to try a little bit of that, and it's not going to hurt their hip pocket all too much they're still going to be able to grab those games so um that technology is going to be really cool i can't wait for that to be released we'll have all the other stuff as well you know all the usual stuff you come to expect from anything online but um yeah and i I just saw like nurse page for example what a great opportunity for a variety streamer variety streamers i very much have in mind for this particular platform this is a platform where as a variety streamer you're going to be able to load your account and you know because you are a variety streamer and you play a different game every stream, um, the whole point is, you know, you're not going to have to pay full price for that game and then you never play it again because you're on to the next thing next week. You can just go, okay, this is the one I'm playing tonight. And then next week you play the next one and then the following week you play the next one. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be really handy for variety streamers. Um, you know, a good variety streamer, not here, Shanks. He must be somewhere else, mate. Where are you hanging out? Um, <laughs> Liam in chat wants to know, is this ANZ exclusive or is it worldwide? Uh, the content is ANZ exclusive. So can someone from the UK join up? Um, yes, you can join up as a okay. player. All okay, right, so you can so join as a player, but the, the studios and games will be Australian, New Zealand based. That is correct. So, okay, the, so there you go. The, the reason why we're doing that now... I, I, at some point down the track, and this is big picture thinking, mm. uh, uh, we're going to go to the UK and get games. We're going to go to the US, get games, Europe, get games, and have all these amazing pockets regionally where people get the opportunity to show off their art. But um, the place we're going to start it is here in Australia. Obviously, an Australian. I want to see Australians get their games played. I want to take Australian mm. games to the world. Um, and, uh, but the, the other point, which is really important is we want to make sure that we actually get this right before we take it to the rest of the world. Right. Yeah. It's got to get right. It's got to play right. Everybody knows that cloud gaming infrastructure is a little bit 
iffy because mm. uh, we don't have the best underlying infrastructure here in Australia. Um, but the beauty about independently developed games is that they're also not all that heavy load, even though they are amazing creations. So uh, the infrastructure is only going to get better and we're going to, to ride that wave up, which is really cool. I've played... Um... So, Liam, yes, you, you can join up. Liam, you can click um, click on that link. You can register, join up. Um, it's Australia, New Zealand-based games, which is fantastic, but you can join up. Uh, if you're in America, you can join up as well. All across the world, you can join up and join through Little Pixels. Um, what I like about it is the fact that we've played a lot of games this year. I say we, but me. Um, we've played a lot of games this year where I love indie games, so I try and play them very regularly, and I do. Um, and I'll be like a couple of hours into a game and and someone in chat or someone will say, oh, it's an Aussie studio. I'm like, what? Like, you don't even know they're an Aussie studio. Like, we were playing, I knew Wild Flowers was, but we were playing Wild Flowers, which is an Aussie studio, which is um, Studio Dry Dock. Um, playing uh, Dinkum, like uh, like I said, going back to Dinkum, I I saw the, the, um, the early access of that. I saw it, I loved it because it just looked exactly like a game that I was going to enjoy um, you can make, you know, pavlova fairy bread. You got, you've got the sound of the magpies in the distance. Like you've, ne- we've never had it. Dinkum, Dinkum's a good cozy game. Oh, it's so cozy. And we've, um, I've had my rage with it too. Though I, I can rage. My superpower, you might not know this, Pete. My superpower is being able to quit the most cozy, wholesome game. Rage quit old F four. That's my superpower. Chat knows. Chat, chat knows yeah. when it's starting to dial up. They'll say it's he's starting to turn. They know when it's happening. Somebody, please do me a favor and send me the link. To wherever that is, because I would love to see that. I've rage quit. I rage quit Baron Breakfast. I've rage quit. Um, oh, I've rage quit many games. I rage quit um, Core Keeper today. I've, <laughs> I've rage quit so many games. But um, Dinkum was one of those ones where I was lucky to get some. I was lucky to get a key for that game off James, the dev. And then I was the only one that had a- access to it. And, I, and he said, "He said, sure, go ahead and stream it." I went, "Okay." So I streamed it, and we had 150 people in, and then 20 hours later, I'm still sitting here streaming it nonstop. <laughs> and then I had then I had a six hour break and came back for another 17. So um, Dinkum has been Dinkum. This little Aussie indie game has been amazing for the channel. We have not had growth like we have in the last five months, and that's on the back of uh, Dinkum, basically. So I'm glad to hear that, mate. And and um, look, you deserve the growth because you're a bloody dedicated and passionate creator and your stuff is fantastic. You can just see by the work that goes into it. You've got a great community here, Jerdville. It's nice to be amongst the community here. Um, but, I mean, Dinkum's a, a brilliant choice. Dinkum's actually what we used for our, um, uh, what we call our pre-MVP testing. So when we when we did some closed beta sessions on a real rudimentary piece of equipment uh, a few months ago to be able to get some testing done, to be able to say, okay, are people enjo- are going to enjoy something like this? And when you do what we call pre-MVP testing, like it looks it looks nothing. It's like, it's like going out there and finding the bare bones minimum that you can bring together to try and make something that, you know, plays a bit like and looks a bit like but costs you absolutely nothing of what it is that you ultimately want to make. Um, but um, yeah, Dinkum's what we use. And and the the cool thing about it is that a lot of people actually came back to us and went, oh my God, what's this game? I've never heard about this game before. Like you're saying as well, mm. Dink. The other one that I am fanging for, I'm looking, I'm so looking forward to this game. He was actually the very first indie dev we ever interviewed on the Game on Australia podcast. 
Um, his name's Craig, and he's from Broken Roads. He's from Drop Bear Studio, and he's creating a game called Broken Roads. And this game is like Fallout, um, like Fallout New Vegas, but for the Outback. Uh, it's it's just credible. It looks incredible. I, I thoroughly I'll, fi- I'll find it. Hold on, I'll please, find it. Keep talking. Please find it and have a look. Um, but it it is a gorgeous looking game. But it is quintessentially Australian. Um, it's got so much Australiana peppered through it. I like there was one scene there where I, you know I saw it, an old VZS pack holding you like just sort of yeah that's it mod underscore BZ broken roads, um, just uh, sitting all flamed out on the uh, on the outback there. If you can find a bit of trailer, yeah, I've got it here. Got it here. Let's see if yeah. this works. Uh, we're doing a live chat. You know how we do. Um, Lives the best. Oh look, oh, it's even, it's even, it's even in the middle. Oh, this guy's a genius. All right, here we go. Yeah. Broken roads. It's a little bit squashed, but it's okay. What goes up must come down. Oh, how could the? Is that? Hold on. No, whatever talks about things going the other way. Huh? Wow. The first time you get knocked off your feet, it's hard. Oh, I love the voiceover. To get back up. It's good, isn't it? After a while, you get used to it. You buckle up. You press on. You don't even notice when agony replaces joy. Sounds like uncle. Or love. Yeah, and but there is, are some blows actually. that cut so close to yes, the bone it that it takes a while. Hold on, I'll pause that. It is uncle. Yeah, it is uncle. Actually, I should have said that, um, just being a little bit, uh, um, just thinking about the uh, any Indigenous viewers at this point in time. Um, but, yes, that is that is uncle. There you go, Shanksy. You're, you're bang on, mate. You're bang on. Here we go. We'll go back. I'm done, Shanksy. Well, for the pain to set in. You bleed and you don't see it. Tear and you don't feel it. It takes your brain a good minute to notice you're flawed and even longer to grasp that this time might be the last. Bring it back. Oh. Maybe you're not getting up ever again. Oh. But still, you know. Kangaroo, must have kangaroo. World out there. And as my granddad used to say, you won't see nothing yet. Yet. That's uh, Drop Bear Bites at Twitter. There you go, Drop Bear Bites. Drop Bear yeah. Bites. Go, on, go and drop in, say hello to him. Tell him, tell him Pete sent, sent you and said hi. Tell him you're from Jerdville. Tell him that, you know, you guys all just saw it on, on Jerdman's jibber-jabbing podcast. Um, Craig will absolutely love that. Drop Bear Bites. He's working very, very hard. He just actually went overseas um, as part of a cohort of indie devs that were taken to, oh, I can't remember the name of the event that they were taken to, but the Australian government took him over, um, took him over with their games to go and show him off to the wow. world. Yeah. Is this yeah. is this one of the games that's going to be on Three Little Pixels or yes. not? Yes, yes, it is. Yes, uh, yes. there absolutely. you go. Uh, so Craig, um, Craig, go and sign I, up. Yep, Craig and I have known each other for a long time. Um, wow. And uh, when I first had 
some of the ideas about what Three Little Pixels is going to be. Um, I reached out to Craig and spoke to him about it. He was one of the first indie devs that I did. We do these things called peer reviews where if you've ever got an idea and you want to build a startup or something like that, you got to go out there into the public and you got to go and peer review it first and ask a heap of questions to a lot of people and see if there's actually any interest from anyone. Would they use the product? Um, and I spoke to him about it and uh, he was he, he loved the idea and we've been friends for a long time. And he was like, mate, when you bring it together, let me know and anything that... I can do to help or if we can bring broken roads onto it um that'd be great and then we we cemented those conversations a little bit more not too far off down the track so yeah yep um i'm really looking forward to that it's going to be a um it's going to be a real honor to have his game on the platform yeah it looks um i had not i that's the first i had ever seen of that so there you go um i had not seen that before that looks amazing the art style looks great and um, the voiceovers um the voiceover is fantastic. Um, so that will be on uh, Three Little Pixels. So exclamation pixels, go click on the links to all the stuff. Um, I saw one that stood out. Now, I don't know if it stood out for you, and I don't know if uh, you, you guys are going to have it on your platform, but it was called Repeller Fella, which I thought looked oh. fantastic yep. um, and looked crazy as shit. And I thought, this is a game that's got Australian written all over it. It's a bit like a Mad Max sort of, Rural Mad Max fever dream, basically, of a game. But Very it's fully cool. voice acted, too. Like, it's it's amazing. Yeah, no, they, they were wonderful to chat to. They're working very hard on that game. And I, I didn't get a chance, really, to play that. Like, I, I blew through um, uh, the pa- PAX Rising, which is what they call the indie area mm. you're referring to. Um, I blew through that in about four hours because I had to get back on a plane that wow. day. Wow. You, uh, you were moving because I, I was no, there all freaking day. Yeah, you were... And you're I moving. I into you while you were live streaming. So you were live yeah. streaming doing that um, and said hello to Jerdville. And how nice of you to be taking Jerdville around PAX, by the way. It's wonderful. I just um, wish there was better. It was so choppy. They need better infrastructure down there or something for their Wi-Fi. I don't know. You can imagine. You can just Everyone's imagine. there doing their stuff. So yeah, it's everyone's just, on yeah. it. Everyone's streaming. Everyone's Crazy. going live. Every, you know, it's, yeah. it's pretty hardcore to, to, um, to be able to support that many people in one I think next year um, i might film it and then upload it i think that's probably what i'll do i, lo- I love live content is my medium like i, I was gonna do jibber jabber as a as a pre-recorded thing which probably still will end up being a pre-recorded thing but uh, me and you this all tied perfectly um but i think next year i'll just pre-record and then just upload the stuff because uh, I, I think yeah love i mean i love live i live and breathe live but yeah as a as a radio broadcast you have to but um Man, like with when you pre-record stuff, you can you know you can make it look really slick and really polished. And this is me putting my content head on, um, at, you know, my content hat on. And ultimately, if the whole idea is to is to execute a really polished product, then there's no reason why um, it should be live. Like you should actually be recording them and putting some really nice filters over them and and making sure that they look sharp and they sound great. And you you know you do all that sort of stuff because. Um, yeah, you can you can just control a lot more in a pre-recorded setting. When it, mm. when it yeah, when it comes to sort of content and stuff, actually a lot of the live things, I'm not really giving anything away here, but a lot of the live things that you hear on radio, a lot of that stuff's pre-recorded. Um it's just a lot sure, easier. Surprise Pikachu. Who's that? <laughs> Two Tone Murphy. Subscription, subscription. Two Tone, thank you so much, Two Tone. Thank you so much, you absolute legend. Uh, if you are in chat, to have a breakaway. If you are in chat, I'm I'm lucky to be part of Subfest. So, in an hour and forty five minutes, Subfest starts. 
Every sub, every bit, every gifted, every prime, all equals XP. I can unlock some cool stuff. I've got an absolute butt ton. That is that is the technical term, a metric butt ton of prizes to give away. So that starts very, very soon, Subfest. Two-Tone, thank you so much for that resub. I appreciate you greatly, my friend. How good's a butt ton? Butt ton, a metric butt ton. Yep. <laughs> Heaps of giveaways. It, it, it sort of speaks to you chatting about the indie devs and trying to, um, you know, we're, we're pretty lucky our corner of the world because um, Australia New Zealand especially, we're very lucky that the fact that we're both obviously countries that are also islands and we're pretty much situated away from everyone else and we're both pretty cool sort of, you know, layabout, you know, sort of countries as well. Um we're very lucky here and especially in the industry as well. Like I started reaching out to people. I, I tend to try and keep good relationships. Oh, well, I'm, I, I strive to keep good relationships with a lot of the industry um, companies and publishers and devs and everything. But I put a, I put like sent out emails like the end of last week saying I'm part of Subfest. Um, is there anything you can do to help, you know, build some hype and stuff. And the amount of people that have come back and gone above and beyond is a real testament to the, the Australian gaming industry um, and the amount of uh, awesome people that are in it. So, I'm not surprised uh, to hear that because it's you know this is one of those great um, it's one of those great opportunities to to put forth a life lesson with with it's also important never to burn your bridges because this the the Australian industry when it comes to uh, content creators and it comes to um, indie devs and it comes to just general you know the the general sort of um, punters that are across and a part of our industry. It's a very small industry. There's a lot of people, but it's also a very small industry. And, um, you know, you you tend to find, like, it's put it this way, it's small enough that you can get to know them really well over a, a long time. So, like, I, I coming to PAX this year was a real watershed moment for me because it it, over the course of, like, all the COVID and the pandemic and stuff like that, where we all especially the streamers who have been plying our trade on on streaming and stuff like that and on Twitter and all that, like we all just did just a lot more of what it is that we're good at and that is sort of getting to know other people that are online uh, and networking. And then it's not until you get to PAX that you actually realize just how many people you know, right? Like just how many people you know, how many people you speak to. Um, but then beyond that, how many of those people are actually involved in the industry? Um, and yeah, like the, there's, there's a lot of support for Australian creators and Australian indie devs and stuff from Australian people. Cause I think that that's something that's very important about this industry. Like we're, there's, there's a lot of us, but we're also so small that we want everybody else to rise. And it's always so important to know that it's, it's really important to support each other, especially in Australia, because we need to band together to be strong enough to take on a global market. Like it's, it's as simple as that. you got America you got 400 million people in America. Asia, you've got billions. You know, in Europe, it's the same. Like, they've, there's, there's that many of them over there. To actually have a, a really big voice globally to get over to the UK, to the US, to break through, to cut through, um, Australians need to stick together. They need to support each other. They need to help each other. Um, so, yeah, it's very comforting and very warming. And I, I wouldn't, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised to hear people getting around you and supporting you, mate, because you do good work. Oh, I, I, I appreciate that. I, um, content has been a, a revelation for me, like two and a half years ago when I started in March at the start of pandemic, so like the very start of it. So we had a lot of people at home looking for some sort of connection and um, 
it's a lot of the older people don't sort of get content, like get what we're doing here, get podcasts, get any of that. They don't get it. Yeah. But um, I, I explain it too. It's it's like a pub. Sit around at a pub with your mates, but you're doing it online. And one of one of the people is happening is happening to do a crossword that is a video game. Like you know, like you sit yeah. at the pub going, "What's you know, what's nine down or whatever." Not that people do that, but you know what I mean. Like it's, no, it's, a, um, it's a really great way of putting it, man. Like this, you know, it is very much the pub vibe where you're all just sort of hanging out. But how nice that the pub is a bloody big pub. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now it's been um, it's been amazing, and uh, I I said that um, there was a moment where I was in I was on Twitch one night, and there was no Australians here, and it was all like UK crew, all American crew, and everyone that I had met over my time on Twitch, and it was just an amazing moment for me. I'm like, these are people that I've met purely on here and know me purely based on what I've been doing on here, and they, they're choosing to stay. They come in for one game, they might come in for an indie game that I play, and then they they hang around like. I think Nurse Page came in for, for Dinkum and now Nurse Page has been here five, six months and he's a mod and he's editing stuff for my TikTok and stuff. Like <laughs> it's just it's just it's just amazing that um there's some amazing people out there and uh we've built a really good um we've built a really good community here. And I think in life, like online and in the online space, surround yourself with people that you wanna be around. Don't surround yourself by people that make you feel uncomfortable and don't be afraid to say, look you're not part of our vibe. I'm sorry. You're not. Um, you know, chill out, chill out, or go. Chill <laughs> We've out. done that. We've done that. We've done that or many times. Chill yeah. out, or quintessentially an Australian banana, banana, bugger off. We've got a button on the stream deck for that. Actually, it's um, get the fuck out of here, and it's my voice recorded. <laughs> so I've got a button on stream deck that is my voice saying "get the fuck out of here." So, get the fuck out of here. which is how much effort I put into it. I just hit a button, and I don't even have to say it. There you go. They're out. Hey, um, my, my dear friend, uh, yes. while, we're, while we're just talking about Three Little Pixels, you want to see what it looks like? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. What are we doing? Uh, now, let me see if this works. Uh, okay. Come across your screen. Is it there? Uh, let me have a look. No, and if you add another source to that, it's going to stuff your camera, but go yeah, for it. It's going to cook me. It's going to absolutely cook me. All right, let me, probably, let me, do, yeah, let me do something here, right? So, okay, you you, you, you do what you're going to do. Chad doesn't realize that before we started here, he was flickering like a mofo. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. <laughs> he, had no vo- he had no video, no, no voice. It was so bad. Um, hang on, Jared, man. I'm going to send yeah, you good. something in your DMs. Okay, do that. Yeah, yeah, slide in. So... There you go. I've slid. Okay, cool. Um, Love a slide. It's all good. I used lube. It's fine. Um, so if you can... Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, let me... Uh, theater Restaurant of the Mind. I'm going to punch that in manually. Oh, because frozen. On... Ah, pop. You're frozen. Ah. Frozen. Hang on. Let me do something here. Let me do something. No, you do what you're going to do and I'll... Let me stop streaming, then I'll start streaming again. Okay. You'll do that while I, while I punch in this website. No, I've done the thing. Uh, I don't know if it's working. Um, uh, uh, we, do, we do it live. We don't care. We're, we're no stress. <laughs> we're no stress. As long as people can see the moustache, that's all I'm worried about. We'll, we'll, we'll fix it in post. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> hey, pre-record. Pre-record. Yeah, that's it. Uh, did did it do? 
love punching in a really long address manually. I love it. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry, everybody. Nah, nah, it's because I got I haven't got Discord on the gaming PC, and that's what I'm using to capture at the moment. Worth it. You'll love it. Okay. Pretty cool. Oh, sick. Okay, cool. Because we didn't get. I logged onto the website, and I'm going to be honest. I'm like, okay, mm. there's there, I've logged in, and there's there, there's nothing on the website. There's nothing. There's nothing on the website. So don't oh. be shocked. Um, okay, you're still frozen. Why are you still frozen? I don't know why I'm still frozen. I like I just like let it let it go. Um, yeah, why are you still frozen? I don't know why I'm still frozen. Let me let me just do one more time. Stop streaming, and then I'll share my screen again. I'll turn on my camera, and then I'll turn off my camera. Oh, poor. Oh, hold on, hold on. Maybe the stream has. Oh, okay. Hold on. All right, we'll see. We'll see if we can get this working. We'll see if we can get it working. Wait for him to come back. Wait for him to come back. Um, I have got the uh, website up, though. It looks pretty cool. Baby, come back. Do, 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 do. Um, I do have some access to uh, Singster. By, uh, let's sing, by the way, chat. So there's going to be karaoke night coming up. Just saying. Just saying. Oh, you bloody wonderful human being. All right. Let's see if this works. Okay, let's have a look. Uh, there, and I'm going live again. Oh, okay. okay. Yes, we got you. Perfect. Okay, okay cool. Sick. Uh, and I've got your website up as well. Nice to be back. Right. Sorry, everybody. Amazing. He's back, everybody. He's back. I'm sorry, just going to increase sorry. the... Okay, let's increase that a little bit and let's see if the theatre restaurant of the mind, if this works, let's, this will be really good. Okay, there it is. Now, I can also... Let me let me uh, copy that. Oh, look at let that. Me, let me paste that up there. So yeah, if you go to if you go to register.threelittlepixels.com, this is not what you're going to see. Okay, all, all you're going to see at register.threelittlepixels.com is okay, this is behind the curtain. Yeah, so this is this is very much behind the curtain and um, very very much behind the curtain. Uh, so that's that's nice right there. That's good. What you've done there is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to take you through the website. So um, this is this is uh, iteration one of three little pixels. So across the top there, you can see your menus and such, and you'll figure that stuff out. Um, yes, you can change your profile pic on this site. So when you go to register.threelittlepixels.com, um, at the moment, that's a very, very basic site. It's just basically collecting details. That's all that's doing. This is actually what you're going to be using once we launch the private betas. So uh, you can change your name, you can change your display pic, um, you'll see across the top there, those are your jump back ins. All right. So those are games that you're currently playing, you're progressing. Oh, okay. Through. Yeah. Um, cool. And then underneath that, you'll see the recently added. So any new games that we actually pop up, um, you'll be able to see them and launch them. Uh, if you click see more on one of those, we can come back to this screen. Okay. Uh, but if you, uh, if you click see more, cool. uh, then what it's going to do is it's going to take you to another screen and you're going to be able to see all of the information. You're going to be, see, be able to see trailers. You can launch the game. Um, you're going to have links to the developer. You're going to have all sorts of really cool stuff. And then it'll have some suggestions of other things. Um, if you could please go back to the page that you were just uh, at, that would be really cool. Cause I've got my absolute 100% favorite thing to show you as okay. we scroll down. So you'll scroll down and you'll see categories um, and they're just your pretty sort of standard categories, you know. Oh, like, look at this. Sorry. Uh, uh, game by, no, games no. by state, I've just gone, yeah. whoa. This is my favorite thing. As a, as a thing where I had a dream for this to be wholeheartedly about Australian content, 
this is my favorite thing. This is a thing where if you're a Victorian, you'll be able to click on the Victorian icon and it'll take you to a playlist full of Victorian games. Same with Western Australia, New South Wales, so on and so forth. As you can see, it's not populating at this particular point in time because this is an early iteration. This is still okay. in the field. Yeah. Um, if you go all the way to the bottom, you'll see most popular. That'll be sort of community-minded. Uh, and then across to the top, um, go to the top right-hand side where you've got the display picture. Yep. Uh, and you'll be able to open that up, and I'll just wait for you to open the three lines, bring up the the um, menu there. Um, oh, yep. Okay, I'm going to have to move that over. Hold on. Okay, so what you've actually popped up at this particular point in time um, – Actually, I'm just going to wait for myself to catch up on stream, see where it is. Okay, cool. So over on the right-hand side, you'll have games, you'll have your library, uh, account profile and support. What you can write, see right now is your profile where you can edit your display picture and such. You'll have your name, you'll have your gamer tag, date of birth. Um, we will also have social links. So um, a lot of these games will obviously have achievements and we want you to shout out loud that you're playing these games and you're earning these achievements. So you can auto post those achievements by linking your social media accounts. And as soon as you hit an achievement in a game, then it will auto post that to your accounts uh, and you can cool. look nice. Um, if you go to back to the, the menu again, uh, Mr. Jerdman, and bring that up. Um, it's, it's very, very simple, very easy. You've, you're on profile right now. If you go to account, it's probably the only other real important yep. thing to show you right at this particular point in time. Um, this is where you'll be able to sort out all your pixel points and everything. So you'll have okay. pixel points. You'll be able to top up your balance. Um, you can manage a subscription if you want to just keep things recurring. Uh, and, yeah, you'll be able to manage your payments, add cards, and so on and so forth. So as you can see, we're, we're keeping it very, very simple. Um, what is the – sorry, what is the subscription model? Is it monthly? Is it – uh, a monthly, yep. At so, this stage, so, a so ten yep. ten bucks a month at the moment is what the we have subject to change. Exactly. Okay, the subject to change. I, the okay. whole point of that is just to show you what it looks like. Yeah, um, okay. You know, people might ask why is subscription the and even though you you know you've got pixel points and stuff, the whole point is um, this platform needs to sustain independent developers, and to do that, we need to make sure that people who are coming onto the platform. Um, if they're going to start playing games in the way that we want to, where they're paying those games off as they play them, the money has to be there. So that's a, a yeah. way of managing that and ensuring that, and that way we know that indie devs can get paid. Um, but yes, basically, basically, play, Pete's doing Spotify for indie games. But this is how it's working: you 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 subscribe to the service as you play the games. The indie guys get their cut of that. Is that correct? That's exactly right. There you go. Bang. Easy. Um, Bang, you, you nailed it. Nailed it in one. Um, so um, Can I also, before we continue, can I get the, the last three numbers numbers off the back of your credit card just before we... <laughs> no? Okay. Hey, worth the shot. <laughs> um, so uh, I wonder whose credit card that is, actually. Cause no, I think it's a fake, a 4321. No, it's got to be fake, surely. So the design of the platform is very simple and there's a very good reason for that. And that is because this is going to be web-based. You'll be able to log into it on your PC. You'll be able to log into it on your tablet and on your mobile, but it's got to be um, very, very light touch. So yeah. it works very well because you'll obviously be streaming games. So um, there you go. That's a that's a little tour, something that I haven't shown many people. So you're welcome, Jerdville, and thank you. There for you being go. Ex world. Yeah. 
World premiere. World premiere. Um, there you go. That's Very cool. Pixels looks like. Well, that's good because I, um, yeah, when I logged on, I was I don't know what to expect when I logged on, and I'm like, okay. And then I kept clicking stuff to see if I was doing something wrong, and then I'm like, that guy kind of looks like me, but yeah. I can't change his photo. But yeah. uh, there you go. That's that's awesome to see under the hood of yeah. what's going to happen. So yeah. when you launch these, is this is this like through your? Do you play it through your browser? How do you? Is that how you play it? How do you play it yeah, through your browser? Right. Uh, to okay. begin with, you will play it through your browser, and obviously at some point we'll have a uh, we'll have an application um, that'll be able to sit on your desktop. But yeah, for the time being, it's going to play through your browser. Uh, and the preliminary tests that have been coming back from my developers, uh, all is going very, very well. Okay, here's, here's a curly question for you, which might be a bit early. Um, if I was to say load up Edge on my Xbox and log on to the website, in theory, could I play the web-based browser on my Xbox? In theory. Um, okay. In theory, because at the end of the day, like as long as you've got a browser, you'll be able to play it. Okay. So yeah, um, in theory you could do that. Do I recommend it? No. No. Uh, <laughs> because I have but, a lot of trouble using the web browser on Xbox. There's um, there's some potential there. I, I go to watch F1. I watch Ko on the Xbox. So there's no app, so I have to use Edge, and I have to. It disconnects. It disconnects like every 15 minutes. I've got to hit refresh. It's a pain in the ass. Sorry. <laughs> we have we have no affiliation to edge we're fine uh yeah so um yeah no it's uh it's you you would reasonably and feasibly be able to do it because you can access it's it's just all via browser so yeah okay. be interesting. I'll, be, I'll be very interested to see if that works okay. and how it works Hey, hey, Fury7, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, mate? PSP browser it is then. There you go. Yeah, hey, mate, rock and roll. Rock and there roll. There it is. Yeah, Seven. that's it. <laughs> Great I, I did once. I did. Oh no! I can't, oh, what I did was a bit dodgy. I can't really say. It. I was no, playing a game. I was playing a game on my on my phone, mobile phone, that may have been. Yeah. Anyway, I was playing a game on my mobile phone, and then I linked a mini HDMI to my TV, and then used my PlayStation controller as Bluetooth to my phone. So I was playing a game that was on my phone, uh, on my TV with a PlayStation controller. I, yeah. I'm a, I'm a guy at it. All, all I, all I hear is genius. Uh, uh, there's nothing illegal going on there. Uh, at the end of the day, if it works, if the, if the tech works, it means it was meant to happen. So I just hear genius. Don't even worry about it. I didn't make any admissions. My lawyers, my lawyers coming to chat. I didn't say anything illegal. <laughs> Mrs. J, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Just going to Pax for a moment and going back to Pax Rising. Um, I was blown away by the sheer volume of really good content. Like, you know how you could go to like a PAX Rising event and some and stuff and you'd think that there'd be a, a little bit of shovelware. Um, I was, I was mm. blown away as to how much incredible stuff um, there really genuinely was. And it was everywhere. Uh, but the, the, obviously the one that stood out to me and I, I want to make mention of these guys because I think they just, I think they just knocked over another, pretty major award in the last 24 hours i'm going to have to double check but it's um, right. you tell me what it is cult of the lamb cult of the lamb uh do we do we need your website anymore no mate you can okay you go sick okay cool cult of the uh, lamb we we have played we did play cult of the lamb um 
Coles of the Lamb knocked over another bloody. They've won. They won. Um, they won heaps. They won heaps of stuff. Something happened today. Something uh, happened. Hey, Dido. Thank you for the follow, Dido. How you doing? Um, uh, where are best, we? Best India Golden Joystick Awards. There you go. Oh, I love a golden joystick. Yeah. Come on, don't we all? Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, the Golden Joystick Awards, Cult of the Lamb, and it was amazing to see them there at PAX Rising, considering that they're a, they're a million game sale. Like they they should not have been in amongst PAX Rising. Um, but no. what I love so much about the fact that they were uh, was just just what a great opportunity to showcase the potential of of being an independent developer. If, I know. think this is another one of those ones that I was shocked to find out it was an Aussie uh, indie dev. Like, yeah. this is another one yeah. of those ones that I was probably trying to think of before. Um, there's, there's another one that's coming out. I, I I don't know if you guys saw the um, trailer, and I'm I'm fanging for this one because uh, it's out of Brisbane. And Brisbane actually do... Like, a, a lot of people say, that, you know, Victoria's the mecca of indie devs. And yes, it is. They've got an incredible oh, support Victoria's network. the mecca of everything if you ask a Victorian. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> football, don't even get me started. Um, and then South Australia's got a good support program. The government's very, very good there at supporting indie devs in the industry there. Um, but the thing that's very interesting is that Brisbane is, Brisbane is a mecca in its own right. And it's very underappreciated what's coming out of Brisbane. But there's a studio, and I don't know if you've seen the trailer to this one, and I have to find this bloody game because i can't remember what it's called but it's an indie game and it starts in a kid's bedroom and it goes down to a book and you flick through yes yes we lost in play lost in play it was fan freaking tastic lost in play it'll be one of it'll be one of my games of the year yeah lost in play lost in play um nurse page said that before i'm pretty sure it's lost in play the art style is fantastic you could you could you could get in is it lost in play no it's not lost in play Oh, well, Lost in Play was great. That was a great indie game. That was so good. I've never climbed inside the belly of a whale before and then tooted out its butthole. That was the first. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> um, it's a regular Friday night. Lost in Play? That was great. Lost in Play before. And it, this game isn't playable. There's not even a, um, there's not even a bloody uh, demo out of it. It's just a trailer. What's that? This game that I'm talking about. Oh. Another game that came out of an indie game that is coming out of uh, Queensland, Brisbane, is um, we, I've played it very, very early ages ago called Lens Island, which is a survival farming sort of game as well. Um, pretty brutal in the dungeons, but Lens Island is another great indie game that is coming, is out, but it hasn't had final release yet. Lens but Island. Yeah, Lens Island's really good too. Lens Island is a missed opportunity for an island where Lens Steal My Sunshine plays on repeat. Obscure. I'm sure you know that song. Steal My Sunshine. Ah, there he is. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm very yeah. obscure. My references are very obscure. Yeah, that's uh, it. Now, that is specific. <laughs> that's a real big setup for the joke, Mrs. J, but it's worth it. There's a lot. No, it was, it was a little bit too far. As I was telling the joke, I could tell that it was a bridge too far. Um, it's fine. Come on, where is it? I want to find this game for you, man. Because okay. yeah. 
We have uh, one of our favorite, speaking of indie games, where you sort, sort that out, one of my favorite, uh, we, we do all the E3 conferences that haven't been E3 conferences. We do, we do all that stuff. We're doing the Game Awards when it comes up later in the year as well. Oh, well, not later in the year. It comes up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, we, we, the Wholesome Direct is one of my favorite conferences at E3 because you see all the lovely, wholesome indie games. Um, and also Day of the Devs, which is the first time I've ever tuned in. It was their 10th anniversary. It's the first time I've ever tuned into Day of the Devs. Both those, um, both of those conferences presentations were fantastic, and the guys, the guy that's um, in charge of Double Fine Studios, who did Psychonauts as among other things, yeah. he's 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 tied up with. He, he, I think he hosts Created Day of the Devs. Fantastic, yeah, yeah. Mm. amazing. I uh, like uh, man Psychonauts and Psychonauts too. Is one of my all-time favorites. If anybody in here in Jerdville has not played that game or those games, get along and play those bloody games. The art style in number I didn't play number one, but the art style in number two, that that level with the teeth oh. and with the oof. Is this and game I, Joe Man? Oh, I can't see the so, link, Fury. I can't see the link, mate. What's so I, incredible about um about those about that game is just the way that they created this this game built around mental health basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the way that they linked all of the monsters and the enemies and such back to things like doubt and um, uh, yeah, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. They had, um, it was that, there was one that they had and it was um, like gambling addiction and stuff too, which was, um, no, no, that's me. I can't minimize the screen because it freezes Pete. So I'm not going to minimize that. I'm just going to put it behind the Uh-oh, other thing. Oh, Pete, did somebody say? No, no, oh. no, you're, no, you're fine. You're good. You're good now. Don't worry. No, no, I'm, not, I'm not frozen. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm looking down at a screen and I'm, I'm just stuck looking at this screen. Oh, the Plucky Squire was one that I'm. Is that the? Is that the one, Pete? You've got. You're back. You've gone yeah. quiet. Oh, okay. You. That's is that the it? One. It's the Plucky okay. Squire. Now, Plucky Squire. Is that coming oh. to your platform? Please say oh. yes. You don't know? Oh, my God. No, i got to talk to those guys. I have to okay. talk to them. So this is the thing, right? And now, now this is how this works. So this is how the industry works. This is how building a platform works. Let, let's, let's find the trailer. Let, let me show the trailer. This, is one, of the, this is one of the standouts because I, I chat to uh, Doug. I chat to Doug from uh, Power Up, um, and Power he up. said to me, Power up PR. He said to me before they handle Devolver Digital, which which also do amazing indie games. Um, he said um, in an email, all he said was, "I have one word, plucky," and I'm like, "Okay." And then when the because that's all he could tell me, you know, like he probably wasn't even allowed to tell me that. When he um, when that trailer started, I'm like, "What the hell is this game?" And that was the game, Plucky Squire. Yeah, yeah, man, Plucky Squire. I am. I am like so keen for that game. Oh, me too. I like it was it just leapt out of the screen to me. Uh there's just so much about that game. It just it draws I feel like that's going to be a game that's going to take off because it appears to draw upon so much nostalgic shit. Like yes. It looks like it's amalgamating and bringing together so much of the gameplay styles that we loved and grew up with as kids. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's have a look. Plucky Squire.
Once upon a time, there was a plucky squire named Jot. Jot roamed the land in search of adventure, battling beasts, helping the helpless, and generally being very heroic. But then one day, he discovered something rather curious. A world he never knew existed. Oh, I've gone back early. It's still going. It's still going, chat. Luckysquire.com. Now, that is one of those... Um, that is one of those... Games that when everyone's... Well, when I saw it at the conference, I lost my collective shit. Yeah. Yeah, because it just looks right. so good, and I don't think I don't think how I think there's a few people in chat and this page that who hasn't seen that before. Yeah, I did not realize that was an Aussie dev. That is that it's is ridiculous. That's, that's a Brisbane dev. So um, you can see that it draws on things like Jetpack Joyride uh, from Half Brick Studios, which is another Aussie dev out of Brisbane. Um, it draws on uh, clearly Legend of Zelda. Um, and the most recent Nintendo Switch release, which uh, it escapes my mind what it is, but the art design is that-esque, uh, and it's, it's wonderful. Um, uh, that, that in itself was a, was a re-release or a remake of one of the original Nintendo, um, Nintendo Entertainment System Legend of Zelda, I think, either that or on the Game Boy. Uh, it also has a bit of, it looks very Cuphead-esque. Um, any old-school Nintendo Entertainment System players here will remember a game called Punch-Out, so if you saw... The um, when he was boxing on, that's punch out. Like, the, yeah, as, as soon as I saw that, I was hooked, and then everything else came along with it, you know. So, um, yeah, very, very cool looking, very cool. Yeah, that's one that um, immediately was on my radar. And, um, yes, BZ, we were playing the absolute hell out of that game when it comes out. That game, uh, the art style is fantastic. The gameplay, I love indie guys that they can afford to innovate a bit more because they sort of need to get noticed a bit more than that. It's not the same factory of churning out shit after shit every year, same release, just rebadged every year, FIFA. Um, So they need to innovate. They need to innovate. And, And that the gameplay mechanics there look fantastic. Yeah. And this is the, this is why I want to support them so much, mate. Um, Mm. Because that is where, that is where the new ideas will consistently come from. Um, you know, with respect to AAA games and studios, they've got crunch, they've got massive teams, they've got deadlines, they've got um, uh, shareholders, they've got boards of directors, they've got money they need to make. Um, they have got all of the things that uh, generally lead them to let's do a remake or let's do a rehash or let's re-release in a generation or next generation. Um, you know, I mean, Christ, we've had Grand Theft Auto Five. So- I'm... For, for 10 years. We've had Grand Theft Auto 5 for 10 years. And it, it's great. It's amazing. Don't get me wrong. It's fantastic. And the reason why yeah. it's been around for so long is because they have innovated within that game. Um, uh, but the, the, the place that, that we need to nurture and we need to support and make sure that they are supported and they have careers that they can build is the independent games industry because that is where the new ideas get to come from. And you look at something like, um, you look at something like movies, like we have independent cinema and... Even even people that get, directors that get to start on like music videos and stuff, the people that are doing independent school projects and doing independent movies and short form content, if they're good at their craft, 
they end up doing like you you see them they end up doing most like full on motion pitches that that's where they go so at 100%. a grassroots level it's it's good to be able to highlight and nurture um these devs that are coming through because they're going to be the they may end up being the next big thing like you don't know well they they i mean Cold of the lambs perfect example Cold of the lambs perfect example like that you know had every opportunity to not be the next big thing best thing became the next best thing um now my my friend it's um over here in the west it's 10 to 8 and i'm a breakfast radio announcer so uh, <laughs> before you go I, before you go though before you go before, before we go yes, this is yes. this this is a nostalgic podcast what i've got to ask you the question before you go okay, i'm not go letting you wrap, you're not wrapping up what oh, is okay. your what is your earliest gaming memory and your fondest gaming memory growing up uh okay so my earliest gaming memory um will okay so i i'm going to take this is going to take you back a long long way long 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 way um my earliest gaming memory was uh at mum and dad's house in the front living room um uh dad had bought a nintendo entertainment system we were playing super mario brothers the first one and he had his mates over and I walked in, I, I think I was like five, uh, five or six. And I walked in and uh, asked for a turn and all of his mates were like, yeah, yeah, give him a turn, give him a turn, give him a turn. And dad said, no, oh. um, this is a, no, 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 this, this is a good reason for it. Okay, goes, this, okay. this is a, you, you die, you're out, you hand the controller over to the next okay. person. He said, trust me, put him last because when he gets on this thing, if it's dying, you're out. Hand the controller. We're not getting him off. And <laughs> and sure enough, mate, I like I like it got through half a dozen of his mates got to me, and an hour later, I was still there. So, <laughs> I, I was born to play video games. I was it was uh, my um love my it. my fondest video game memory. Um, I have I have a few, but I'll bring it I'll I'll bring it down to three. Um, the first one was. Christmas morning and walking out into the backyard uh, because Santa had left a bike for my brother, but not for me. And I had, I was walking behind my brother and mum and dad walked to the shed. That's where the bike was and turned around and up against the wall, leaning up against the wall was a rectangular box um, about yay big. So it's like about, you know, across my chest, right? small rectangular box and I ripped it open and it was the Tetris DMG 001 Game Boy um, for Christmas. And I still have that. I wow. still have that Game Boy. Um, and I still have the box and I still have Tetris. Wow. Jesus. In fact, you know what? It's crazy. It might be here... Okay, it might actually be here because I'm I'm at the factory. I'm at the Goa factory at the moment where we've got our studio and everything, and I've got all, a whole heap of my collectibles here. But it might be here. I might just quickly run over in a tick. Um, the uh, other one was it was Nintendo sixty four, and it was fighting Whiz Pig and Diddy Kong Racing. Now, for for anybody who <laughs> who doesn't who doesn't get that reference, like Google Diddy Kong Racing and Google. Whiz pig and like epic boss battle or whatever it happens to be. 
And this was the this was the ultimate boss battle, right? So, like, you had done all the races, you'd collected all the balloons, you'd found all the secrets, everything like that. Um, God, we had it good, by the way, can I just say, when it comes to collectibles and secrets and all that sort of shit, unlockables in games and whatnot, because you couldn't download everything, they had to pack everything into the cartridge, right? So there was always so much shit to unlock, and it was amazing, right? But the end game, the ultimate end game, once you got all through this and you beat Wizpig the first time was you got to come back and you got to battle him in ultra hard mode. I spent an entire day battling Wizpig in ultra hard mode, man. And when I finally beat him, it must've taken me 150 races. I'm not joking because you had to be sharp. You had to get every corner, right? You had to get every bloody accelerator and brake and skid and all that sort of shit. Perfect. And I finally beat him. And mum and dad ran into the room because they heard me screaming. Like that, that's that's how much that meant to me, right? So that's that's number two. And number three, and again, it's a Nintendo 64 memory. Um, but it is the moment where Epina jumps over the um Gerudo Valley Canyon in in Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Um, there's just something about that moment. I don't know, I don't know what it is. But I remember the I remember the room I was in. I remember the day. I remember just everything about. It. I remember the feeling. It's it's the guitar as well. The Gypsy Kings. It's a Gypsy Kings riff. Um, oh, I love a bit of Gypsy Kings. Oh mate, it's it's just there's everything about it. And I I listen to that song. I, like I still listen to that song to this very day. Um. So yeah, those those are three. Um. Give me give me two seconds. Just just chat. Right. let me have a look in in one of my boxes. It might be here. Hang on a sec. Okay. Um, uh, my my first uh, gaming memory is playing uh, Decathlon. Well, actually, no. My first gaming memory is trying to hack Leisure Suit Larry, being very young at one of our parents' friends' place, trying to answer questions about US presidents when we were way too young to try and play Le- Leisure Suit Larry. I uh, also used to go over to the neighbor's house and play, I think it was Space Quest, the old um, text-based stand-up, enter, jump, enter. Uh, I think it was Space Quest. But my fondest memory was playing um, Decathlon on the old school, Decathlon on the old school uh, Atari 2600, the wood-grained Atari, uh, playing Decathlon, playing Pitfall, uh, playing um, yeah, Decathlon with the family. Like, there was a, there was a, the last event on the decathlon was the like 5,000 meters. And what we, we were so stupid. We used to, we used to have, we used to sit on the floor and we'd had like a little plastic chair. We'd suction cap the joystick to, and we'd go flat stick for the 5,000 meters. We didn't realize that you could go as slow as you wanted with the joystick. You could go really slow with the joystick until the last hundred meters where you'd go flat stick for the sprint. So we were doing 5,000 meters smashing this Atari joystick nonstop. By the time the race was over, we were ready to pass out. Uh, we, we learnt lesson the hard way with that. I've got the Atari Lego. I've got to build it. Now, what's Pete got? What have we got here? We spy boxes. Okay, there's a lot of boxes. I brought some stuff over. Fury um, Fury 7, Noel in chat is just salivating. Oh, Noel's just going, give me the boxes. I need the boxes. What's in the box? What's in the box? Okay, so uh, there it is. That's the original. Um, wow. one Game Boy Tetris I got for Christmas. The box looks really good still. Um, a lot of people who had this will have gotten foam 
Um, here's how you can tell this is a proper ridgy didge Australian original version because you've got the cardboard insert, right? So um, the, there you can see. Oh God! It's still got the original cables. It's Has still it got, got plastic the, on it. He's still got the plastic yeah, on it. Yeah, it's still got the plastic on some of the stuff because I never took them out. It's I like, like Grandma's those. Lounge. Yeah, mate. I um. So that's the original Game Boy headphones that came with it. Wow! Um, this plastic is fresh plastic. It's it's not like okay. Um, that's fresh plastic, but that's the original Game Boy, and yes, it still works. That's um, crazy. Yeah, Tetris and and everything like that. Um, so. Uh, that's that, but I'm just going to take you through my, uh, uh, these are a few of my favorite things. So um, all of this stuff is all original shit. This is all my original shit. So that's my original Game Boy Color, and that's the original box, and the original Game Boy Color is still in there. Uh, that's and crazy. Say, um, $129.95 from EB Games. Like, wow. All, all the way back to there. Uh, Was it Games Wizards? Do you have Games Wizards over there? Oh, we don't have Games Wizards over oh, here. Oh, Games uh, Wizards became e, uh, EB, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, no we, we had EB. Um, we had a couple okay. of others, but EB okay. was the. Uh, there's Lilac Wars, in '64. That's my wow. original. Um, Donkey Kong '64. That's the yellow cartridge, by the way. Ooh. The um, this one here, Bomberman '64. And it's still got the $59.95 David Jones tag on it as well. Oh, David Jones. Fancy uh, boy over there. Jesus. F-Zero X. Is <laughs> this is my original copy of The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And the box, is, the box is still in mint condition. Oh, my God. This is a very underrated, not very well known, but... Um, very incredible game that people should go and find. It's called Blast Corpse. Did you ever play this? Never played Blast Corpse, no. Blast Corpse is one of the greatest games to have ever appeared on the Nintendo 64, and I hope to Christ one day they do a remake of it. Um, This was when Rare was at their peak. This was was like, you know, 90s Rare. Um, This was a bloody good game, and it went on forever. The amount of unlockables in this game, and it still holds up to today. It's still really, really good. Uh, There's my old Diddy Kong Racing. Um, That's my original Super Mario 64. Still minty. Crazy. And this is one of my favorites. That's my original Pokemon Blue. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So it... um, yeah, I, I was very anal as a kid uh, about keeping these in, in really good condition and I'm glad that I did because I'm so thankful. And it's not for for what they're worth because they are worth money. They're, they're, oh, worth, yeah. they're, they're worth good money. Um, I'll never part with them. I'll never sell them. I'll hand them down to my kids and I'll make them understand that it's really important that they take care of them um, because, <clears throat> I mean, for me as a gamer, this is history. Um, I think for the world, this is art and, uh, um, it just means so much more to me than, than money ever could. Crazy. Um, Uh, Boxes. I just, I, whenever I see them, it immediately brings back memories and stories. And that's the most important thing I feel we've got. Mrs. J wants to know, uh, who is my, uh, lovely supportive wife. She wants to know, when did you decide to start keeping that as, when did you start, start, 
to decide to keep them as a kid? Like, when did you think, I'm going to keep these? I I don't really know. I don't think it was ever really like an active, I'm going to keep these. I'm just going to keep them. Like, it was just more of a case of I was quite just meticulous about this sort of stuff because I loved it that much. I guess, like anything, if you love it that much, um, you know, you, you, you're probably quite meticulous about it. Um, I think just like for me, I, <clears throat> whenever I would put them away, I'd just put them away nice and neat. Um, my, you know, I never kept DVDs that way. I never kept albums that way and CDs that way. There's a lot of shit that I just, you know, as a kid destroyed. Um, some reason, yeah, I would put these in the cupboard after I'd use them. And I guess even back then, that's just how much they meant to me, you know? So, yeah. Crazy. I, uh, shocker, I've, I never owned a Game Boy ever. Oh, mate. Never. Oh, I, I had a, I had a Sega. Uh, so I, we grew up like Sega. Like back in the day, you had to pick a con. Nowadays, you don't. Console war, like, eh, you can buy, buy whatever you want. Who cares? Um, yeah. But back in the day, when your mother was buying you, or your, your father, your mother or father, was buying you something, you had to decide, what are you going to, what are you deciding to get? Yeah. And so we, we always had Sega. We yeah. had the Master System. We had the Mega Drive. Um, I got myself a Game Gear because it was color. I was like, whoa, and it can, can tune in the TV with it. Yeah. And you could plug in the proper Sega. You could plug in the cartridges into the, the little thing in that. Oh, it was great. Oh. Ten minutes battery life. It was fantastic. Oh. <laughs> How good is it, though? Like, I mean, seriously, man, we, we came up through a pretty incredible time. Like, the way, that you, the way that you talk about, you know, you had to pick one or the other. You know what I mean? Like, I think about my kids now, and, um, like, we don't spoil them or anything, but um, toys and games and stuff are still at the price that they were in the 90s and yet our incomes have increased right our, our disposable income as a society has increased right so like it's it's easier for them to get their their barbie toy or or a cheeky game or something like that because you can pick them up this is it's quite cheap right so um well my, my mother paid my mother got me i i love a sport game i love sport games love them Pete Sampras tennis on PlayStation One. Oh my God! One hundred and ten dollars. Yeah, yeah, man. Yes. Yep. Yep. One hundred and ten uh, bucks. Great game, oh, though. Great game. Game. Bomberman here. That, that was sixty dollars. I still remember. That's the thing. I still remember games, um, being you know between sixty and a hundred dollars. I'm sure. I am absolutely one hundred percent sure that uh, my Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time was a hundred bucks. I'm sure it was. Yeah. Um, Which is why you went to the video shop to hire him. Well, exactly. You know that, and that was the thing. Like that was our Friday night, wasn't it? Like Mm. our Friday night was. You didn't. You didn't just go buy this shit because because you you could. Like our Friday night was. You know, we weren't just allowed to buy a game every week. It was you go to you go to the video store, and it wasn't even like a blockbuster chain or anything like that. Was the was the mom and pop video store that was run out of a shack next to a bloody, you know, for us over here, if there's any West Australians watching this, it was next to Hambly's Bilo in a place called Queen's Park. Bilo. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the, and this is the thing, right? Like, and we would uh, go, the dude, you know, the dude was a was a raggedy old dude who just fucking loved selling VHS movies and there was the blue movie section in the back. Yeah, had behind the curtain. You weren't allowed to go behind the curtain, mate. You weren't allowed. And, um, you know, like if you get caught, you had a clip across the ears and you'd, you'd, you know, if it was, if dad had had a good week, 
Um, you know, and he was in a really good mood. Dad was never in a bad mood, but like if he was in a really good week, really vibing, you know, he'd, he'd spring a couple of bucks extra and you'd be able to get two new releases instead of just one, you know, like that you do. Yeah. Oh my, you know what kids it has been a good week. We're going to have a good weekend. You can start up a little bit later this week, pick yourself three weeklies instead of two and grab a couple of new releases while you're at it. You know, like that, that was the thing for us. And it was just, man, uh, you know, going, we, and, yeah, we uh, hired we hired golf mania so often from the video shop they just gave it to us. Yeah, and that was that we, we hired it out. We hired it out like two months in a row. They said just have the game. Doesn't, doesn't that just tell you about what it was like back then too? Though, like you wouldn't get that. Uh, you, you would not get that sort of service because it's not mum and pop that are running those stores anymore, and you're getting to no. know them. they're chains now, and they're you yeah. know. It's got nothing to do with the fact that it's like young kids running them or anything like that. It's just it's all run differently and they're run as chains. So once upon a time, you were getting to know the people behind the counter and they they were there through everything. They were there mm. through your ups and your downs and your, change, your parents changing work and, you know, you going through school. And, like, it was the same video guy who owned the video store from the time we were, like, in year one to the time we were in high school. Like, you know, like we got to know them really bloody well dad won a Weber barbecue off him once and you know that thing fucking s- sat up in the back of the shed for 50 <laughs> years like that you know it's those sort of those sorts of stories man and and then getting together with me mates and um you know hiring out Tony Hawk's pro skater like and spending the entire night just just whipping around, learning this game, and then trying to beat each other. Spending yep. the whole night after hiring out Mario uh, Mario Kart 64 and spending most of the night trying to get over the the fucking um, uh, first um, the first uh, wall to your left hand side to do the cheat in in Wario Stadium. You know what I mean? Like just stuff like that. You, you can't. We we were lucky. We were so incredibly lucky. So much of that now is uh, is either it's hard to explain. So much of it now, I think, is gamertized and com- commoditized. If that is even is if that is yeah. even a word, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, or it's such a commodity now where it's all really about you know can you can you do it and then put it up online and then see how many likes you get and shit like that. Yeah. Like, um. It, and it's almost expected. Like the, I feel like the secrets that we found in games and the way that we were allowed to play games as kids because there was no internet and there was no YouTube and stuff like that. Um, the only way you could ever find out about it was at school the following day. And by that stage, everybody had had a chance to play and it was really exciting getting to school to talk to everybody about it. You know, like in, you had to wait. I think that was the most important well, thing. Wait. Well, you almost had to wait unless you were me who used to beg your parents to bring 1902 number to get the cheat for the game. And old mate on the other end would be there with a book going, okay, what did you need help with again? Oh, yeah. okay. Yes. All right. Okay. Nintendo helpline. You'd get Nintendo magazine. And at the end, there was a Nintendo helpline. I remember reading Nintendo magazine. This was this was gold, right? So me and my mates would read the Nintendo magazine at the back of the school um, fucking uh, oval. And we'd always be really excited for the next edition. But there was a period there in Nintendo Magazine where there was actually uh, like a romance happening between, because um, you could send in letters. 
You could send oh, letters. God. Okay. There was, there was a romance that started to develop between two. The letters are 100% real, just like the penthouse letters. 100% yes, real. They are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, between a guy and a girl. Like, we followed that. We followed that for months, that romance of that as that developed. And God knows what, what actually happened in the end there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, mate, I like, I think the, the thing – the thing for us was that um, you had to wait. Mm. You know what I mean? You 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 weren't. You had to wait, or you had to figure it out. Like yeah. that was that was how we were allowed to play games. And I, I kind mm. of feel bad for the generation coming through, or the last sort of the generations of experience, all that sort of stuff for the last ten years. Because there's so many spoilers there. It's whoever's quickest gets there first, gets the likes and the views and all that sort yeah. of shit. Um, you know, for us, when we found, when we discovered that glitch, or not a glitch, but you could jump the wall in Wario Stadium, like that was, that was a happy accident. And only because we'd, we'd raced to that circuit so many fucking times that we got bored and just decided what would happen if we started running into walls at jumps. Yeah. You know, like it, it was that, that was the, that was what we got to grow up with. It, when, when, do you remember the Simpsons double episode, Who Shot Mr. Burns? Yeah, Maggie Simpson. Wayland yeah. Smithers. Yeah. yeah. Mate, who shot Mr. Burns? Oh, that was so big. They had Channel 10 had a poll. They had, was, I think even I think even the bookies might have had a, a toad on it or something. Yes. So the yes. bookies had toads on it. Um, uh, yeah. It made the news. It massive. Actually, like, it was global. It was global headlines. Oh, my God, who shot Mr. Burns? Mm. You had to wait a week to find yeah. out. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, there was no it's all released at the one time. Like, you had to no. wait a fucking week to find mm-hmm. out who shot Mr. Burns. And it dominated. It yeah. dominated us at school. Back in the glory days. So we got, spoiled. we got spoiled with The Simpsons too, though, because we the did. first, we like, 12, 12. First 12 seasons, yep. golden era. Yeah, we had the best of it. Um, mm. So, yeah, mate, I, um, I I hold on to this with with, you know, White knuckles, because for me, it's not about how much they're worth. It's about the memories that come with them. And, um, mm. I mean, clearly this is an example, right? Like having these here has sparked so much that we've happened, had an opportunity to talk about. And I will have a smile on my face driving all the way home, having had this conversation. Having you, In the go, morning, you're not going to, though. You're going to be like, fuck that jerk. <laughs> I said I was, I was wrapping him up an hour ago. And he finally got me onto the nostalgia and he cooked me the bastard. But the, this is this is the thing, right? Like, the, you know, like for me as a, as a content creator and as a broadcaster, the thing that I love so, so much about the job that I do above everything else is being able to share stories because that's, that's what I find rich in life. Like there, there is nothing, my culture is Italian. Like there is nothing that we have beyond anything that we get. You can make all the money in the world. You can have all the shit that you possibly want. And, you know, it's it's a commodity these days and blah, blah, blah. But to just sit around and have a chat and share stories is the richest part of our life that we are allowed to have. And it's what separates us from the animals, you know. And I'll be smiling all the way home having had the opportunity to share these stories with you and and have the excuse to bring them up with you and your community, mate. Um, it's been It's been wonderful. It's really it's- been wonderful. Which is why I've been I've been trying to do this like all year. Like I've I've just been it's been flat stick all year. I've been so busy doing streaming and grinding away at Twitch and everything. Um, and I've been wanting to do this all year. And it's just perfect. It's just perfect kismet that we've both been able to do this now. You've been able to chat about 
three little pixels, and then I've just shoehorned in some nostalgia at the end there. Um, but that, that's what it is. So you get, you, get, you get talking about one thing, and then it just leads back. And everyone's got different stories about games, and, and everyone in chat's been telling you know their stories and stuff. So I think this is really, uh, really worthwhile, and I appreciate you coming on for the very first one. I'm going to get Fury 7 on for the second one. I'm going to, I'm going to oh, shoot. I'm going to tie him oh up and get him on for the second I- one. Fury, please. I and I can't wait to see that one. I will be absolutely waiting there with bated breath for Fury Seven Six because if you think I've shared some nostalgic shit tonight, um, you wait till you get this guy on showing off his collection and and talking about um, all of his stories. And as an industry stalwart that that man is, um, God, you're in for an absolute treat. So can't wait for that one, mate. But um, yep. thank you, uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart for uh, for being a friend, but also for having me on tonight to talk about um three little pixels uh, i'm so glad at where about where it went ultimately to to talk about you know the nostalgic stuff but um it's been a real real genuine um real genuine good feeling uh and and i'm so thankful to have had the opportunity to talk to you in the community about what it is that that we're building mate um so oh, thank, yeah. thanks for thanks, thanks for coming on um, you can find Pete right there. There's, there's his Twitter right there. Go follow him. Go follow uh, Three Little Pixels as well. Um, exclamation Pixels in chat. Go sign up. You can sign up internationally. Go sign up. Get involved. Um, join the Discord as well. Uh, where where can uh, where can they get you tomorrow morning? Where can they hear you, dopey and tired as? Where can they hear you? Yeah. Uh, so we. Um, so the, if you're international. Uh, the best place will be to download our company's app, which is called Listener. Uh, that's spelled L-I-S-T-N-R. And if you search for Mix 94.5, then you'll find the app and you just need to convert your time to 6 a.m. Australian Western Standard Time. Um, actually, <clears throat> funny, funny bloody uh, weekend this weekend because this weekend's the the regatta. Uh, it's the milk carton regatta. Um, oh, I'll, Jesus. Yeah, okay. I'll, mate, I've spent the week with my dad and my mum uh, and my wife and a few other family members and stuff building our boat. It's, this is a, it's a thing that, so what we do is it's a thing that used to be around when I was a kid and everybody would drink their chalk milk cartons for months and then build shit out of them. You can find it on YouTube. I'm going. Um, I'm going to now. While you're talking, yeah. The Masters Regatta. Um, they build built all sort of craft, and then we all race them at a place called Hillary's Boat Harbor. And um, I always, if I ever wound up on the station, I always wanted to work for, which is the one I grew up listening to, which is Mix, which I have done. I always wanted to bring it back, and because um, <clears throat> I just want to do epic shit, and we we got to we got to bring it back last year, and then uh, every year I make a boat for it now. So um, this year I think we I think we used. Close to two and a half thousand cartons for there you go. There's there's there you me. Go. Uh there's me and Kimber and Matt. Um and this hopefully this shows some of skip. the cute animals and stuff. Um it'd be great if this shows any of the any of the Here actual, we go. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Hey? How bloody now, is that? those guys. Get, do you get Those farmers? Do you get farmers union over there? Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure if we get farmers. Uh, union. Farmers union, nice coffee. Mwah. And look at it. The people lined. That was me blowing. That's crazy. People lined the shores and look at them all. Look at them all. I like they haven't gone all commercial with Red Bull and shit. Like just keep it, keep it grouse roots. Forget Red Bull and their flog tag. Yeah, not interested. Nah. It just wouldn't nah. be the same. Um, 
So, yeah, those guys build that guitar <laughs> in, in a weekend. They got pissed in a weekend. The guys who have the truck, that's Paul Truen and his dad, and they were building them back when he was a kid. Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's this weekend. So that'll be that'll wow. be a lot of fun. Um, okay. But, um, yeah, we've built something pretty special for it. I think we've used 2,500 bloody cartons to get it done. So. Um, but yes, yeah, so I do have to piss off because it's late. No, All right, he's gonna go. <laughs> yeah, so the, the Just one more app, thing, no. <laughs> um, the listener at Mix ninety four point five, and of course, That's if you're across the country, same thing. And over here in WA, just catches from six. You know that. So yeah, Bang, um, cool. It's been really nice chatting to you, Jerdville. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate. It. I saw a lot of wonderful chat um, over the course of this chat, and in particular, the last sort of five minutes as we've been saying goodbye. And it really means a lot to me to to see those beautiful words. So. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, Pete. We'll, th- we'll th- throw up the uh, trailer one more time and I will mute Discord. So Pete is now quiet. I can chat in there. Thank you, Pete. Okay, mate. There we go. There we go. Hey, flawless chant. Flawless. Look at that. Flawless. <laughs> uh, 